Hello, everybody. This is Pete Norman Grant with another edition of The Grapefruit Agenda, where we summarize, analyze, criticize, scrutinize, demonize, and cannibalize what passes for news these days nationwide, statewide, and here on the Treasure Coast. Why grapefruit? Well, this is the grapefruit capital. It was the orange capital of Florida, and because the red grapefruit is sweet and sour, so we're sweet on conservatism and sour on liberalism. Today's episode is entitled Democrat Hysteria. Democrat Hysteria, sweeping the nation. Lefty media has seen the numbers, the polls, the national sentiment, and taken a good look at their president and are becoming nervous. No, not nervous, maybe anxious. Well, a little more. Not trepidatious, but hysterical. There's things popping up all over we can't imagine. And I'm looking at the New York Times from just a few days ago in their front page, front page story, New York Times. Why a second Trump presidency may be more radical than the first? Headline, New York Times. So what you're about to hear is not Tales from the Naked City, Tales from the Naked New York Times. It begins with, oh, Maggie Haberman. Maggie Haberman, somebody named Savage, Jonathan Swan, I've seen him on TV. These are our real adversaries, people. The New York Times. In the spring of 1989, the Chinese Communist Party used tanks and troops to crush a pro-democracy protest in Beijing's Tiananmen Square. Most of the West, across traditional partisan lines, was aghast at the crackdown that killed at least hundreds of student activists. But one prominent American was impressed. Can you say Donald Trump, grapefruiters? One prominent American was impressed. Quote from Donald. When the students poured it to Tiananmen Square, the Chinese government almost blew it. Donald J. Trump said in an interview with Playboy magazine the year after the massacre. This is 34 years ago. Front page news, New York Times. Quoting Trump about Tiananmen Square from 34 years ago. So, in light of what Mr. Trump has gone on to become, his exaltation of the ruthless crushing of Democratic protesters is steeped in foreshadowing. I like it's steeped in foreshadowing. In other words, they're trying to compare things that happened 40 years ago with how he, become, how he became a fascist. He became a fascist, an authoritarian, a Hitler, a Mao. This is Trump now. Trump is now with Mao, a Hitler. But I like the words they use, steeped in foreshadowing. It's like you, you, you usually see the words echo. This echoes from times past. In Trump's racism echoed by his, his saying that the Mexicans were bringing the rapists. It mirrors, another word, another verb to use, mirrors. This mirrors Trump. So echo, foreshadows, mirrors. These are unfair comparisons. These are illogical comparisons. Mr. Trump, they continue. Maggie, Maggie loves Trump. Maggie loves writing about Trump. She couldn't have a job if she couldn't write about Trump. Mr. Trump's violent and authoritarian rhetoric on the 2024 campaign trail has attracted growing alarm and comparisons to historical fascist dictators and contemporary populist strongmen. In recent weeks, he has dehumanized his adversaries as vermin. So you can't say vermin because Hitler said vermin. I think he said the Jews were vermin. So Trump must be saying that who the Jews are vermin or the Democrats are vermin. You can't say vermin. Can you say vermin? Who must be, quote, rooted out. Sounds Hitlerian. So if the Jews were rooted out, then Trump must want the Democrats rooted out. 
He declared that immigrants are poisoning the blood of our country. Sounds very Hitlerian. They must be reading a little Mein Kampf lately. They probably have the signed reading, New York Times, Mein Kampf. So as he runs for president again, the New York Times says, again facing four criminal prosecutions made up by the DOJ, Mr. Trump may seem more angry, desperate, and dangerous to American-style democracy than in his first term. American-style democracy? That's different from any others because, well, we conflict. We have debates. We have different claims. We have different terms. But now we have so huge a divide. That's the American-style democracy because it's a Trump style, I think. But throughout through the through line that emerges, it's far more long-running. He has glorified political violence and spoken admiringly of autocrats for decades. Now, people, where can you tell me that he glorified political violence? What she just said? Because of Tiananmen Square 34 years ago in a Playboy magazine article, that's glorifying political violence. Not seeing it, not seeing it, people. As a presidential candidate, the New York Times' Maggie Haberman continues, in July 2016, he praised the former Iraqi detector, direct dictator, Dassam Hussein, as having been so good, that's a Trump quote, so good at killing terrorists. I don't see the problem with that. Killing terrorists, Saddam Hussein has killed a lot of the people who are now out there still waging democratic, anti-democratic war on the West. So Hassan, Hussein killed a lot of people that needed some killing. Needed some killing at that time. Killing terrorists, they say, the New York Times. Months after being inaugurated, he told the strongman leader of the Philippines, Duterte, that his brutal campaign of thousands of extrajudicial killings in the name of fighting drugs was an unbelievable job. That's the quote. An unbelievable job. Well, is that, is that a glorifying? He did an unbelievable job. And throughout his four years in the Oval Office, Mr. Trump blew through boundaries and violated democratic norms. Remember visiting the rocket man? You, why don't they put in rocket? They visited the, he visited the North Koreans, that General Sun, visiting the rocket man. When Trump was president, not one rocket flew over Japan or the China Sea from North Korea. They stopped all the rockets, but that's omitted, omitted from the New York Times. What would be different in the second Trump administration, says the Times, is not so much his character as his surroundings. Forces that somewhat contained his autocratic tendencies in his first term. Staff members who saw their job as sometimes restraining him. He was restrained, they say. A few congressional Republicans episodically willing to criticize or oppose him. A partisan balance on the Supreme Court, Supreme Court that occasionally ruled against him would all be weaker. This is Maggie Haberman's fear. That the constraints on Trump would be weaker. Therefore, we're ready for the end of democracy. As a result, Maggie continues, Mr. Trump sent his advisors more extreme policy plans and ideas for a second term would have a greater prospect of becoming reality. So who would those advisors be? Do they know who those advisors would be? Just Wiki would just take straw men and put them in the White House. Is that true? How does she know? She's so perspicacious. Maggie Haberman, New York Times. A radical agenda, they continue. To be sure, some of what Mr. Trump and his allies are planning is in line with what any standard issue Republican president would most likely do. For example, Trump would probably roll back a lot of Biden's policies to curb carbon emissions, no doubt. Such a reversal of various rules and policy would significantly weaken environmental protections, but much of the changes reflect routine and longstanding conservative skepticism of environmental regulations. Not so much environmental regulations, pray fruiters, but... The green energy militia, the green energy invasion, the green energy oppression, it's not the same as keeping your environment clean, clean water, clean air, as 
Hannity would like to say. <laughs> clean more. Clean water. Clean air. All right. Other parts of Mr. Trump's agenda, however, are aberrational. They are aberration. No U.S. president before him has toyed with withdrawing from NATO, the United States military alliance with Western democracies. No. Maggie, Trump negotiates. He compromises. He gives and takes. He negotiates. And so what he did by threatening that the United States should leave NATO is that NATO all paid up, I think except for Germany, paid up their dues for NATO. Got them to do it pers persuasively. And she says it's going to be toying with withdrawing. Toying, I like the word toyed with. Did you write up a proposal? No, he toyed. He just toyed. He said he would fundamentally reevaluate NATO's purpose and NATO's mission in a second term. Well, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? All the money that we are wasting on Ukraine. Why wouldn't you? Reevaluate. Re okay. He said he would order the military to attack, attack drug cartels in Mexico, which would violate international law unless his government consented. It most likely would not. But we mentioned this before, attacking the drug cartels in Mexico. I think Trump one time said we should bomb them, bomb the factories that are producing fentanyl, killing tens of thousands of people. Why wouldn't you do that? I know that would violate international law. He'd also use military on domestic soil, police violence, riots. Mr. Trump had said he'd bring him into the cities. Uh, don't have much problem with that. But they're talking about military inter violation of law on domestic soil. All right. Mr. Trump's plans to purge undocumented immigrants, including sweeping raids, huge detention camps, deportations on the scale of millions per year, stopping asylum, trying to end birthright citizenship for babies born on U.S. soil to undocumented parents, and invoking the Insurrection Act near the southern border to also use troops as immigration agents. That'd be part of the plan, wouldn't it? Could this be part of Trump's plan? I think he's got a plan. Well, they, they say there's a rumor, there's a mumbling of Project 2025, which would be basically his campaign and promise to the American people. And it doesn't sound bad to bomb the cartels' networks. They've got rockets. They've got planes down there. So when you purge undocumented immigrants in sweeping raids, what's wrong with that? The detention camps, huge detention. They're taking over military bases. Old schools, old old churches, church lots, and putting up millions and millions of illegals. Why wouldn't you have sweeping raids? But Maggie Haberman and the people from Swan and the New York Times say, no, this is authoritarian. This is Hitlerian. Invoking the Insurrection Act. Why not? Mr. Trump would seek to expand presidential power in myriad ways, concentrating greater authority over the executive branch of the White House, ending the independence of agencies Congress set up to operate outside of presidential control. Why do they know this? Is this just imputation? This is what they believe? So front page. Front page, New York Times, just a week ago. This is the news. More than anything else, Maggie Haberman and her militia contain. Mr. Trump's vow to use the Justice Department to wreak vengeance against his adversaries is a naked challenge to democratic values. People, are you listening? This is the New York Times saying the Justice Department would then be have vengeance wreaked upon it because then there would be politicization, politicization of the, of the Justice Department, of the DOJ. That's not happening now? With the 91 charges against Trump, that's not happening now. The Justice Department would wreak vengeance against its adversaries, a naked challenge to democratic values. Maggie, please, look in the mirror. 
So building on how he tried to get prosecutors to go after his enemies while in office, it would end the post-Watergate norm of investigative independence from White House political control. So there is independence right now. The White House political control is independent, not biased. So in all these efforts, the New York Times continues, in all these efforts, Mr. Trump would be backed in a second term by a well-funded outside infrastructure. In 2016, conservative think tanks were bastions of George Bush-style republicanism, but new ones run by Trump administration veterans have sprung up, and the Venerable Heritage Foundation has refashioned itself to stay in step with Trumpism. Oh no, are they nuclearly armed? Are they armed with nukes, the Heritage Foundation? So Maggie's worried. Maggie's worried a lot. New York Times is worried. Or maybe they're just trying to sell papers, like USA Today. Another one of our friends, USA Today. This is from about the same time, about a week ago. A story that is pushed by USA Today. Some of these things are written by different newspapers, and they're coagulated by the USA Today people. This is by um, the Arizona Republic, USA Today. In the days leading up to Thanksgiving, Trump met with sheriff's deputies and U.S. Border Patrol agents in Texas. It was a moment of bonhomie, as mostly white and Latino officers yucked it up with the former president. And the implication, they say, is a university researcher says, and sometimes writer for the Atlantic, Stancil tweeted, these are the people that are going to seize power if Trump gets elected. You know, the, the white and Latino officers at the border. Those are the people. How about people like uh, James Carville? James Carville said that Trump is going to be worse than Al-Qaeda. James Carville, former DNC chairman. Worse than Al-Qaeda. These are our people. How about Liz Cheney? What did Liz Cheney get to say? Liz Cheney's got a stark warning. Voters must stop Trump. Voters must stop Trump. She was a Trump voter. She voted for him the first time. But then, of course, she wanted to vote for the impeachment and now she's afraid of Mike Johnson. She's afraid of Mike Johnson, the new speaker, and the Republican caucus. They can't be trusted to certify legitimate results of the next election, she said. Now she's afraid of this deputy, the whole Republican Party. She thinks that intellectual nonsense of the Republicans being the ones who are going to delegitimize the next election. So she voted to impeach Trump for January 6th, and she accepted Pelosi's request that she co-chair the committee investigating January 6th, helping give it the same bipartisan patina. People, this is the Washington Post. This is what this is, the Washington Post. So she's remembering her father's words. We get around, don't we? Washington Post, Arizona Republic, New York Times, AP, Associated Press, USA Today. Remembering her father's words, her goal now is to shame Republican officeholders to stop being enablers and collaborationists of Trump, unwilling to say in public the criticism some say in private. So she must know what's going on in private. We don't know that. She did find somebody. She quoted somebody, oh, a Tennessee representative named Mark Green. You'll remember this guy. When members were being urged to sign on to an unfounded objections to the electoral vote count in 21... This is, again, four years ago. The things we do for the orange genius, said Mr. Green. Interesting. Well, how about a remedy for all this hate? Grapefruiters? Here's a resolution. The resolution is elect Trump, see what happens. What have we got to lose? As he famously said, what have we got to lose, Trump said. We got, we got to lose Biden. We get to lose Biden and the, the insanity of this administration. So 
in the, the spirit of remediation and remedies, I wrote something for our local scribes here in the Treasure Coast. So they headlined it, folks fear Trump, but alternative is far worse. That's what my headline was different. But this is my letter. As I was poking my nose around the Indian River County Supervisor or Elections Office one day, an employee asked me, what are you afraid of? Just as the historical Democrats are afraid. What am I afraid of? I replied, millions of uninvited people are crossing our border and will eventually try to vote, legally or illegally. That won't be good for our democracy. Everywhere I read in the more biased press, the Washington Post, in its common sections, for example, I see the fear people have of Donald Trump's return. It will destroy our democracy. A new Hitler is in charge. I'm moving to Canada. My fear is more real than theirs. Parenthetically, without, outside the letter, how can Trump be a fascist when he's out of business? He doesn't have a job. He's unemployed. He's a fascist? I continue. Trump is authoritarian. Yes, Marsha, a president has authority. He is the author of executive actions, like taking troops out of combat zones before civilians just by using his pen and phone. He could authorize the building of a wall with money from other federal coffers and emergencies. Great leaders build walls. Ask the Chinese from D.C. if the Congress okayed that one. Despite lefty media reports, Donald Trump acted decisively during the pandemic. Operation Warp Speed. Sounds like a fascist, don't it? A real authoritarian creates a detente, carrot and stick for his enemies, whether it's by intimidation, insinuation, or prestidigitation. Trump used negotiating, negotiating magic to keep a peaceful world for four years. Authoritarians don't have to be Hitlerian. The opposite of authority is what we see on the international battlefield now. Nature abhors a vacuum, and weakness in the form of a senile leader attracts dangerous enemies. As we see evil in the Middle East, communist China threatening Taiwan and Vladimir Putin, carving up Ukraine, I want my own authoritarian leading us. Discard the insignificant politicized charges and think about the immediate future. Say to your kids or your grandkids, in Florida right around here, it's grandkids. He may be crude, but he'll have a lot less to fear. We'll have a lot less to fear. He'll have a lot less to fear. A lot less fear. This is Peter Armand Grant. Oh, I got to tell you about our sponsor, our sponsor one time. Let me tell you about My Natural Place. A few of my favorite things are at My Natural Place right here in Indian River County. My Natural Place recreates local woods into natural home products and furniture. You'll see their beautiful cabinets, tables, hope chests, benches, and more on the My Natural Place website. See great additions to your home from theirs. A great family business delivers quality products after free consultation, then free delivery of the finest repurposed woods from our own Indian River County. So call My Natural Place, P-L-A-Y-C-E, at 772-453-7494. And visit their website, MyNaturalPlace.com. It's a great place.